really, we just want it to be like a cool place that people are like, oh my gosh, you've got to go check it out. Like, that's kind of the goal. Like, we want to make it cool. Hey, what's up? It's Tori Mathis, your host, and I am here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Miles Free Time Automotive Museum. What's going on? So recently, Sean and I have started a brand new business. Hooray! We have not done that for quite a long time. It's been a little while. 14 Sean, years? No. Oh, no, I guess that's your started, original one, 14 yeah. years. Uh, Sean started the last business in 2017, Miles Through Time, which has since then um, changed into from a regular corporation and business into a nonprofit, which you kind of did have to start over some stuff, but pretty much like the business business part of it has stayed the same. Yeah, on that one, it, it uh, I mean, the business just kept trucking along. So it was kind of just a filing and handling of paperwork that that changed which wasn't too complicated no nope, but this one is actually a brand new business from scratch um that has kind of come up that is an opportunity for us and kind of a little bit of a necessity with um the space that miles for time is in the person that was leasing the space has decided they did not want to lease it anymore so we have kind of taken up the reins of the little business that was there and we now lease a commercial building <laughs> which yeah. we've never done before yeah, the uh, the whole brick and mortar aspect of that that is completely new because even from the beginning since 2017 miles through time has never had to handle any any have anything in in conjunction with actually leasing a building well miles through time still doesn't because we had to start a new business to do it <laughs> well, because yeah that's right huh because as the nonprofit, we did not want to kind of burden the business with that um and so we started this new business to be the leaseholder and we are actually going to be running an antique shop that has like booths um currently there's like some flea markety stuff in there and a lot of empty space that's not being used really well so it's going to be pretty exciting that we can maybe get some really cool vendors in there that are doing maybe some automotive things some really neat older stuff that would tie in really well with the museum i think it'd be awesome to have some local vendors in there that just have some neat stuff mm -hmm. that would um kind of complement the entire experience and really we just want it to be like a cool place that people are like oh my gosh you've got to go check it out like that's kind of the goal like we want to make it cool yeah in the past you know for this last just over a year since we've been in the old clarksville mill in the current location uh, we've really only ever had control over the museum itself so the moment you pull up to the building and, and go into the building it was all flea market like we didn't actually have any control over that until you went through the red doors when you became a you know when you were actually in the museum uh, so the most exciting part about all this is we actually can control the entire experience from the time you first set eyes on the building, which we have major plans to to really set the tone right from the beginning uh, when you pull up, all the way through the entire process, uh, all the all the antiques and everything through the whole museum. And the museum is actually going to become larger because of all this. Yeah, it was a really nice opportunity to be able to move into that building because part of the problem we had at the first space was that there was nobody else to take the money at the door. And so Sean was required to be there 
all the time because the, the um, museum really wasn't making enough money in the first be, you know few years in order to have a staff there to you know be there full time. So Sean was the one that was there full time. So when we moved into this new space, it was really nice that the people that were already running the antique store there would just check would just take the money and then let people into the museum. And then Sean was able and Truett were able to be there when they were able to, and they didn't have to be there all the time. Now. That was a good thing. But at the same time, like Sean said, we didn't really have any control over what that kind of experience was. So when somebody came in and bought tickets for the museum, we didn't really have control over what was being said or how they were being treated or how long they had to wait if other things were going on. There was a couple times that people called in sick and it wasn't available for us to even be. I think that. We were at the airport or something. Where were we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, we were at the hot. I had a doctor's appointment. I had surgery. And like they called and said that somebody called and said it's not open. And it turned out that whoever was supposed to be there that day didn't show up. Like Sean was there for me to have surgery. Like y- there was nothing you could do. See, and what so sucks those- about that is that that is the only time that I know that it happened. I and mean, we don't know if that's happened before in the past, which is frustrating to say the least. So taking on this new venture is uh, pretty exciting that we're, you know, we're going to have a lot more control over just how everything operates and like how the whole feeling of the entire thing is. It's going to be pretty exciting. Plus, it's pretty neat that, uh, you know, from the beginning, an antique mall was never a part of the plan when it came to Miles Two Time. It However, did, it didn't even enter in my mind. But since, you know, since we were, you know, this this arrangement we had that put us inside of a antique mall flea market kind of thing but when we were in idaho we used to go to this little resale shop this little antique store and we said so many times like man this would be cool to do something like this so i think it's just one of those things that it's just the right time like it, it feels it, like it it's something full that circle for it really sure. did yeah because that that place in idaho it was i mean it was cool we actually bought a little ottoman that we still have in our living room right now because yeah. it was what it was was it was all very unique pieces like if you just wanted your generic off the shelf put together type thing from whether it's from ikea or target or any really just regular furniture stores you can go do that but if you went into this place chances are that was the only piece of furniture that looked like that and it was neat yeah and it was cool because it was a consignment store it wasn't actual booths um so they actually had full control over setting up all these really Mm -hmm. neat little spaces kind of like ikea like all these little rooms that they set up with all these different people's things so our thing is going to be a little bit different than that but when we moved to this side of the country went to north carolina first there was an amazing antique shop that we used to go to that was in an old mill and that was the first time i'd ever been in an antique store like that um i mean those type of buildings don't even exist on the west coast so (laughs) not being purpose like that no so super neat that um we've been around some of these for a while and so sean has been in this one for the last year so definitely a lot of opportunities Um, for some really cool stuff to happen. But, you know, we have not opened a new business in a really long time. So it's kind of interesting that we were like going through all the process of what lots of people would do when they actually start a new business. And so one thing that we did in the beginning was think of a name. And so once we kind of came across a couple names and stuff, Sean did a little bit of research just to see if anybody else had that name or what was being used. And we were totally able to, to really run with the name that we wanted. And so I scooped up a couple of domains yeah, and really, like, you don't have to, uh, especially if the name of your business is going to be really long. You, you may not necessarily even want your website domain to be your business name if it's that long. Uh, but in our case, we were able to find that uh, the exact name of our business the domain was available, which worked out 
perfectly for us. Are we sharing the name of it? We haven't we haven't even told anybody what the name is going to be. <laughs> yeah, well, there's nothing on the website right now. Nothing's there. Uh, so yeah, it. Uh, but we have it now. You know, so once that was out of the way, okay, we've got a name we've chosen. Then it was you know, registering the, the business with the state. Um, and that was super simple, just going online and, and registering the business. And within a week or so, got an email and, and they mailed a, a copy saying that we were we were good to go. And we decided not to do a corporation this time. We did an LLC. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a partnership between the two of us, which is something new that we haven't done. Um, we've done some S-Corps. And mm-hmm. we have a nonprofit. And so this is our first LLC. And this was uh, at the advice of our accountant, who we spoke with quite a bit and kind of told him what our financial plans were and kind of how we wanted things to work. And then he gave us some advice on structure and kind of because we're going to actually have employees that we're going to have to bring on and, and things like that, which we haven't done too much previously. Um, so having like another full-time employee is something that's different in this business. And so figuring out how to structure that, that was kind of um, a little bit of a challenge, but our accountant is pretty awesome and helped us out there. Mm-hmm. So we have our LLC, which Sean, like I said, he said, did online. Super easy. Oh yeah. No problem at all. Yeah. I but you forgot the, ta- the blanks. You know what you called and you said, I forgot to do the tax ID. But that was like, you did it like... I, I actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got so many things going on, so I forgot, right? I'm not super versed in but absolutely that everything same I needed to do. Uh, yeah, what I did was I actually, I knew I needed to open up a bank account for the business. So I'd go in there and open up a bank account in the exact same spot we have Miles Two Times account. And uh, she tells me she needs, uh, our, you know, our tax ID number. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I forgot to do that part. And I'm all the way up in Clarksville where the museum is. And, and so I was like, all right, I go outside and I'm on my, my phone, on my iPhone. And I was able to go in there and just check all the boxes and fill out all the information. And they and, gave it to you. And like just that. like that, I got the EIN number and I was able to turn around, walk right back in, give that to her. She printed it off and opened up the account. Super simple. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they've really, I mean, really up to that point, there's really nothing complicated about it. And then I was able to walk over, not walk, but drive over just uh, short ways and into the um, city hall and get the business license for the city. And I mean, that, again, was just filling out a form uh, and paying a, a fee for it. And, and we're done. That's awesome. Uh, the, the business is there. Now all that we have to do is make money. Well, so we have some other things, though, that need to be done on my side for marketing. I am going to be building a website that is probably going to be shit at first because there's not a lot of information to put on. And so it's going to be pretty simple to start off with that probably in the next year will kind of morph into what it's going to be because we don't really don't know right now. We don't know what vendors are going to be there. We don't know who's going to come in. So we have an idea, but we're not married to it. We're kind of like, we always try to be a little bit flexible on like exactly how is this going to work out? And so I think that for the design of the website, I'm going to start super simple and uh, just be a couple of pages with some contact information. And as we kind of start to dial things in and as we start to make some changes to the building and we start to have some um, really cool pictures and things like that, then the then it'll start to take shape. Mm-hmm. But I think for to start, it's going to be for contact. Yep. A little bit for SEO and um, mostly just to kind of have something up there. I have to finish the logo. Um, I've done a lot of research. I have lots of ideas. So what I go do is I um, research logos that are going to be similar, like antique logos. And then I did a lot of um, old um, 
like a automotive signage and then 50s signs and so 50s fonts and then I discovered that if I searched what was it if I searched vintage it took me kind of like 70s almost but if I searched retro that was giving me the right era so I found that I had to search retro type things and then it was like hamburger stand you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like that kind of roller rink like there was some really cool signage and colors done in that era so I have a folder with all kinds of stuff in there I have vectors that I've grabbed I've grabbed some fonts I've grabbed all kinds of things that like I like this this um this curve I like this lettering (laughs) and so I have it all mashed together and then I'll probably open up illustrator and just start like laying stuff in there and start kind of working on that so that's a big thing that I have going on and I have to really be like super creative juices on for that one like the website I can get that no problem but the logo is going to take me some I need juice for that so (laughs) I gotta be feeling creative and uh, I will be able to get that done so those are like some of the big things I need to do so on the website we can kind of borrow a little bit of the feel from miles through time oh for sure i because th- um, our colors are going to be similar yeah um we're going to stick with a like a dark blue and a turquoise mm-hmm. black blue um and then sean picked out some paint colors for the building that are kind of going to go that same kind of color scheme and then i will be able to wrap that up in the logo as well yeah we're actually we're going to change the entire look of the building from the outside in uh, which i I can't wait until it's done because not only is it cosmetically going to be better, but I mean, there's things like the the restrooms in general are going to work properly, not only look better. Again, uh, things that we did not have control over yeah, the, before. The functionality of, of how we can move vehicles in and out of the museum is going to completely change, which then opens up a ton more opportunities for us to do various things with the museum. Like, for example, uh, if say Truett and I were there and we wanted to do an event and pull a Model A out and let people have rides in the parking lot. Uh, That is something we'd love to do, but at the moment, completely impractical. Like it's so much work to get these cars in and out of the building. It's pretty much not worth doing. We could do it, but again, it's a lot of work. So we just haven't where once we make the adjustments we need to in the, you know, when we expand, we could easily pull up in the morning, pull a car out and just shuttle people all day long. And then when we're done, pull it back in like it's nothing and go home for the day. Now, and that's awesome. I think that's a benefit for everybody to be able to do stuff like that. So, you know, creating this antique store is is a means of bringing the museum just that, you know, farther up the ladder of, you know, what its full potential is, which is awesome. And again, it gives us, like Sean said, you know, so much more control over things that we just didn't have control over before. So if you've been there and complained about something, that's probably why. (laughs) And again, I mean, this is nothing that we we uh, actually, I mean, this this isn't anything that we were trying to go for. This wasn't like, you know, one day I hope we can take over the antique store and, and run the museum. You know, I was perfectly content with the exception of you know obviously things that are out of my control but as far as the arrangement goes like i had no interest in you know doing the antique store i was like i just want to focus on the museum and and do that but you know and everything we've just said about the antique store you know we're still not going to run this brick and mortar business on a daily basis you know so it's kind of neat that not only are we doing this and and making it better for the museum but 
this is also giving us an opportunity to provide a livelihood for, you know, another person to, to bring them on board and actually be able to pay them a, a livable salary to manage the whole thing and um, hopefully get another, at least one or two other people on board, you know, part-time, maybe retirement age to give them something to do and make a little extra cash as well. Absolutely. Better than working at McDonald's. And, you know, we so one of the things that we've tried to do, like we went over all the numbers of the antique store as it is right now. And so trying to go through and figure out, like, what can we do to improve that? And then what can we do? Because if we're going to bring somebody on, like, I really would like to pay them as much as we can. Yeah, I, and I, so I don't want anybody living in poverty because no, they work for us. But, you know, that's something that we've built into our plan. We ran lots of numbers. We ran lots of scenarios on what we need to do to get to where we need to be. And part of that whole entire plan is to be able to you know, pay people well. And so I'm really excited that we can do that. Um, I think that's good. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So you have a lot of stuff to do, though. Have you started any of the social media? No, because you need a logo. No, nope, I need huh? a logo. wonder who's going to do Yeah. That. In fact, the only people that know what... Actually, I didn't say the name, huh? <laughs> so nobody knows unless I've specifically told them. So, And that was kind of by design because... I'm putting it on Tori's shoulders to get an, a logo in the website. So at least if I tell them, I'm then sending them somewhere. So I don't want to, I don't want to waste the announcement without getting the traffic from the announcement. Because in building the website, there may not be a whole lot there, but I promise you, what there will be there is an email sign up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh. You know, so that kind of just goes into a little bit of pre-planning. Like I know, like I'm, it, it's all I can do to not announce it to the masses. You know what I was thinking? Okay, so we had a meeting with the previous owner of the antique store and working on the internet there and just kind of getting the details of what the internet and the telephone is there and what uh, we're going to put in because Sean went and priced it out and that kind of stuff. So when we were, Riley and I, at the Atlanta Bread Company, their internet, it had like a little pop-up and it was gated and you had to put in your email address. Can you do that there? I'd have Say, to find out. Sure, you can use our our free internet. All we do is require you to sign up for our email yeah. list. That would be the uh, the internet provider. Uh, yeah, we'll find out. I think that that's a really good thing because I think it's super important that you need to provide internet for people. But mm -hmm. at the same time, like have them sign up. I think it would be a good list builder for sure. So I think that's something that we should look into because I think that'd be super cool to add to the email sign up form. Of course, on the website. So what else do you have to do? You got to set up a Google My Business page and mm -hmm. all the social media. Are you going to start a YouTube channel or are you going to wait on that one? I'll, I'll wait on that one. Are you going to do an Instagram? Yes. And, and um, I will probably have at least the manager that we hire give her complete access to all that and encourage um, posting to that kind of stuff. So not only will I be doing it while I'm there, but I'm also going to have somebody that's there more often and frequently than I am to I do think, the same thing. I think that building that in right from the start to say, hey, take three pictures a day, post them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. you know, well, especially I, because of the museum. And like there's been, I know for a fact, there's been groups and cars that have shown up that are worthy of capturing photos of that haven't been because I wasn't there. You know, so if she sees that, holy cow, this group came up and they're in some awesome rides, hop out there, take some pictures of them and uh, share them as, as people were there. I mean, it's, it's cool. Like, I don't know. We went, uh, we went tubing a couple of years ago now 
And it was cool. But what set it apart was we wound up getting captured on their social media. And I still it, follow them. It on. was kind of a, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, it was nothing really, but it was kind of neat to, to go, okay, well, we gave them money to experience this. And it seemed like they appreciated us doing that. You know, so I, I to take that same concept to this bit, like I want people to know that we appreciate them coming there. You know, so if if taking photos of them doing whatever their cars, whatever the place case may be, and letting them know they're going to be like, oh yeah, you know, especially if it pops up on their Facebook memories, hey, I got to go there again. See, so you were talking about for miles through time for posting. So I was thinking of the booths and stuff. If you go through and take a few yeah, yeah, pictures that's what I'm of about. that too, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yes. not so much would she be doing that for the museum, but, you know, people that that come, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to both in most cases, but she would do it, be doing it from the antique aspect of it. Yeah, I think that that's a good Because at this do. point, too, is, you know, we've kept the antique store completely separate from the museum. Yes, it's there. We describe it as being inside with the antique store, um, but that was pretty much the extent of what we did. So now it's going to be more all-encompassing and integrated with each other, um, that I think it'll make sense. Yeah, for sure. Especially since the, if we stick with the automotive theme and kind of that uh, early 1900s-ish, you know, kind of theme around it, um, I think it is going to feel like it feel like it belongs and not that it's just inside of an antique store. So it's going to be fun to kind of bridge that gap a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, we... We market for miles through time. We spend $5 a day on Facebook ads, and that pretty much does all of our our paid marketing. Um, if we can apply that in a antique aspect of it, that's a completely different demographic. That obviously may overlap, but it, it is a different demographic that we can then target and get that many more people in there. Um, that may not necessarily be, you know, uh, where, where Facebook might not know their classic car enthusiasts, but Facebook might have a better understanding if they're into antiques. antiques. And so it, it should compound everything and be able to reach that many more people. Well, that was one of the nice things about coming to the antique mall, because there's like it's not just like the small antique part that we are going to be taking over. But it's also there's a whole nother very large antique mall. And there's some other businesses as well inside of the old Clarksville mill. But in bringing miles through time that there, it really helped everybody that was Mm -hmm. there. And so it's really nice to make it more of a trip for people to come out. And so Whereas, you know, what we can do for the antique shop is going to help the traffic for miles or time. It's going to help everybody in that whole entire area as well. Because I don't know what kind of marketing they're doing, but I can guarantee you that we are for sure going to be marketing. Right. And doing more events, which we have found is a really great way. People like to come out. People Mm -hmm. like to go to car shows or cruise-ins or different things. And so this will give us an opportunity that we can maybe do a couple more a year. Um, Though they are a lot of work for Sean, definitely is a big payoff we could do a lot more small not like smaller a- ones or themed ones like themed is probably the the better way to do it because like, we tried the whole cars and coffee and it's just cars and coffee every month that's it, local people though like yeah, you gotta draw people old. from somewhere so else. You, you gotta you gotta have something specific and special that they want to go specifically to that one like jeeps or four by four or electric you know Japanese cars or Mopar only, you know, that kind of a thing that makes it where people want to go to I that I think one. of 
bring your dog, like raising money mm-hmm. for the Humane Society, or yeah. chili cook-off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like those are themes too, like things to the bring possibility people together. Is endless. Yeah. I mean, it'd be awesome if we could get food truck Fridays. And I mean, there's there's no shortage of things we can do now that we have complete control over everything. It's going to be exciting. So, do you have a, what is your, like, big picture here? What do you, what's your one, like, big picture wish for this? Uh, You know, it would be, it would be really nice if we could get everything done completely, museum opened back up with the additional space, all that, by the first of the year, and have everything completely transformed. You know, from the outside all the way in and be done with it. Um, And that way we can just then instead of like being in this shift mentality of like changing all these things now, then it would just become how can we optimize what we've got instead of having to think of construction and all that, which is what we have to start with. I mean, that that's the mentality is we can't just go in there and say, well, now we got this right now. It's like we got to get all this ready. Then once it's ready, then we got to optimize the space and, and make it as profitable as possible, which means then we can keep making it better and better. And so to get that done by the first of the year would be my huge goal. That's a good one. 